They actually seem to believe that we don't know what they're doing and what their game plan is, but we do. And we're pissed because it's been our work, it's been our treasure, our blood that's done everything positive America has ever done. It's been its citizens. It hasn't been a bunch of elitist thugs who are parasites on the very system they seek to destroy. They call us deplorables, insurrectionists, domestic terrorists, even as they allow deadly drugs and countless numbers of people wanting to destroy us across our borders, even as they push vaccines that kill our children and imprison real American patriots and commit treason many times over. While we Americans are unlike any people tyrants have faced before, we know our rights, we demand our freedom and liberty, and we demand the servants of the people learn their place. Yeah, that's all I want for Christmas. I mean, seriously, if uh, we could have our politicians and those in uh, civil service actually service, give service to their representatives and be the voice that they need to be. But as we saw this week, earlier this week in the uh, vote to impeach, we have almost half of the people that are in Congress who can't see things that are so blatantly obvious to the majority of us out here. So uh, perhaps that is something that we can pray for for a Christmas present. Wouldn't that be nice? Hey, I do have some great news coming for coming to you from Jake Lang, who is scheduled to join us at about 9.15. So uh, hang tight for that because you're going to want to hear it. It is... Um, it is truly a Christmas miracle, and we'll share what that is, and uh, looking forward to that. So first, I do have some stories to share with you, and um, this one I love. So Tucker Carlson, he's like, okay, well, you know, Fox News, you can basically go pound sand. He started his own now media uh, company, and um, he, he had to get a little dig in there, which I love. So he parks these trucks outside of news outlets with a message message yeah, message specifically for mainstream media. So Tucker Carlson has a message for the establishment media and he is making sure they see it. it. Says trucks were placed outside of the buildings of the New York Times, CNN, and the Washington Post, according to images commentator Benny Johnson shared on X, formerly Twitter. The Thursday photos showed an ad with Carlson and the words corporate media is dead. It's uh, absolutely freaking hilarious. I love it. And um, I can just hear him laughing in his very unique way in the background here. And uh, you know, they show the signs uh, on the story. This is from the Western Journal. For those of you listening on the podcast, you can check it out. Um, Master Troll is what Benny Johnson describes Tucker Carlson as. <laughs> so uh, you have to love this. Uh, it's awesome. And I hope we see... Uh, this is it's fun. I hope we see more of this because uh, it's about time we just started mocking these people for for their blatant blatant propaganda that they pump out. Now here's one um, a, a message, a different type of Christmas message. Politician suffers heart attack right after saying Israel will not escape the wrath of Allah. So this happened in Turkey. A number of the Turkish Parliament. A member of the Turkish parliament collapsed from an apparent heart attack on Tuesday as he went on a tirade against the people of Israel, according to multiple reports. The Times of Israel reported Hassan Bitmez uh, was speaking before the Muslim county uh, country's legislative body. And, um, of course, he goes off on his tirade and he drops. There's a picture here uh, of him on the floor. And we, of course... Wish him well and and uh, don't want anybody to have heart problems, but I couldn't resist, you know, the, the fact that um, there's some interesting things happening that are, I think, really are direct messages from God. And um, this is one of those that certainly makes you scratch your head as well. So, uh, but I hope he recovers. I mean, we don't wish it. We don't wish um, anybody to suffer. Uh, so here's one that I wanted to spend some time on. So Americans are horrified after watching Jill Biden's White House Christmas video. So at this point in 2023, you would think the Bidens would have run out of ways to humiliate and shame, otherwise be an embarrassment to the Americans, American constituents. You would think wrong because Jill Biden, ostensibly the 
least abrasive Biden adult, she's still plenty annoying, uh, described to turn 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, you know, the literal and figurative epicenter of this great country's governess, into a garish a leftist fever dream that would make Buddy the Elf blush. So I'm going to just show you a little bit of this here. This group is called Dorrance Dance. And for those of you who can't see it, I mean, the White House completely decked out. Everything gone. Uh, a bunch of Christmas decorations that are really gone. Not a shock because the Oval Office is not being used for anything else. Uh, it's Biden nap time all the time, 24 hours a day. Should start a new channel, the Biden nap channel, 24/7. Uh, so anyway, this is the dance group, and yeah, that's enough of that. This uh, physically uh, talented individuals for sure. Uh, however, it, it's so gaudy and it's so uh, classless that. When you actually look into who these people are, it really makes you frustrated. It makes you angry, I think. So, Dorrance Dance, um, you first go to their page here, which I have up, and it's, you know, it's a it's a dance page, and it looks fine, right? But then when you get into it, and you look at their menu up top, you go to this anti-racism section, and you, what do you see? Well, urgent action needed, um... So they talk about mass shootings. Of course, most of those mass shooters are liberals. We know that for a fact. Um, so they're anti-gun, obviously, for sure. And go to another one. Take action for justice and change. Now, this is a dance studio or dance or, uh, company, right? So they got support your local chapters of Black Lives Matter showing up for racial justice. You can register and learn about new voting practices, right? Uh, prison abolition, they talk about. Uh, they talk uh, insight, they have in here. Prison ab abolition and prisoner support. Petitions for justice. And, of course, you know, everybody that's ever been arrested that's black uh, is, is a victim. And um, they, they talk about... Let's go back here. How to educate yourself. So there's books and films and articles and essays and videos. And, of course, they're all radical BS social justice lies. And um, take action for change. We covered that. But they, they go into the what wives uh, what to whites can do. So five ways white people can take action in response to white and state-sanctioned violence. And who do they champion right off the top? George Floyd. Now let's get this straight once and for all. George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose. Right? George Floyd, he, the police chief, as they were reviewing the video in the courtroom, said that uh, this officer's knee was not on George Floyd's neck. Granted, they, the officers there, to include the black officers, by the way, were guilty of not getting George Floyd the help he needed. They should have recognized that he was having health problem, medical problems from his from his drug use. He was having problems breathing, which he said well before he was on the ground, and that should have been enough of a clue that hey, they need to call the ambulance and get the guy help. I agree with that, and that's that's what they're negligent in doing. But they certainly didn't murder this guy. And uh, so, you know, on Monday evening, George Floyd was murdered by Minneapolis police. No, he was not. No, he was not. Video surfaced of the white police officer holding his neck, his knee on George Floyd's neck. No, it was not. We even have testimony of the police chief himself, who, uh, by the way, is not white, saying that it wasn't. So, you know, the, the, what the hell does a dance company have to do with all of this bullcrap. And this is who the Bidens are supporting, right? This is who this is the cause that they want to champion. This is the people that they want to spend your tax dollars giving money to. So so what? So we can go down this fallacy of 
of racial discrimination that Biden kicked up back in uh, the Ferguson days. I mean, we talked on this show before about what an opportunity Barack Obama had as the first black president to really continue and strengthen race relations. And instead, he destroyed the progress that we made since the 1960s. And now we have Democrats and leftists calling for segregation again, the exact opposite of what those of us that believe that everybody is an individual and everybody has God-given rights, regardless if they're pink, purple, yellow with polka dots or whatever the hell they are. And uh, so Barack Obama comes in and, and he absolutely destroys that. And he did it on purpose because it's all part of their plan to destroy America. And if you can't see that by now, uh, you need help because it's all around us in every aspect of our society. All of this nonsensical uh, stuff actually becomes understand understandable when you think, what is the overall objective of all these things? Why would they do these things? You know, why would they want to control us down to you know, putting implants in us, and this is very real, by the way, and putting us on social score platforms and, and all the uh, destructive actions that are taken in this country. So once you realize that, uh, you, you can only come to one conclusion, and that is they're doing this because this is exactly what they want to do to destroy Western civilization in order to get to a point where we have a new world order, a one-world government. And Barack Obama was when that mission went uh, absolutely ballistic on steroids times 10. And um, here we are today with all of this happening. And we still have at least 50% of our congressmen and women who are too weak to do what the hell they're supposed to do, to do their job, to defend the Constitution. And instead, we have a, a continued circus show. And uh, I think we're all pretty much sick of it. Be right back after this. All right, we're back. I'm just hanging out, waiting for uh, Jake to call. Um, but, I, you know, until he does, let's just talk a little bit about January 6th and what has happened. I mentioned before the break there that uh, we're, you know, we are seeing before our eyes all these attacks, and uh, we don't even recognize our country anymore. At least I don't. I don't know about you, but, you know, the, the whole political prisoners thing, that is... That is uh, Mao, that is Stalin, that is Hitler, that is Castro, that is take your pick of the radical communist fascists. And uh, never, ever thought that I would see the day in America where we, we have that. And um, yes, there's no question whatsoever that the those of us uh, who, are, who aren't wealthy, right, cannot get the representation we need uh, to actually make the justice system more fair and balanced, and you know, I'm, I, I brought up uh, Black Lives Matter, and I brought up the the George Floyd thing, but I'm not so naive not to understand that the the uh, inner cities and uh, minorities are disproportionately affected by the fact um, that the the cash isn't there. So I agree with that, but let's tell the truth about the whole situation in that case. Let's tell the truth about every situation. When someone is guilty, they're guilty. And when someone is, uh, you know, not the type of person that you want to be tearing down statues of the great founders in the, in the historical times and people uh, that keep the history of this country in our minds, whether it's good history or what you would call bad history, things that we've done wrong. I mean, those things, uh, you don't tear those down to put up, you know, the statue of a criminal. And that's what he was. And I'm sorry, you know. Uh, but everybody knows what that situation was really about and how that really came down. So, um, but then here we are, advanced past January 6th. Now we've got just just to rethink this thing. Um, when it first happened, now that is what really spurred me to start doing this show. To be honest with you, and uh, seeing the injustice and seeing the people murdered that day, and it was flat out murder by the Capitol Police. And instead of being held to account like, you know, some of these white officers were supposedly, even though they were, their lives were destroyed for, uh, in the most, for the most part, doing what their job dictated they do. And, uh, you know, so we have, in, in this case, we have uh, 40,000 hours of video release now that shows that there was 
absolutely no insurrection whatsoever, which is what we all knew. I mean, when I first, as I mentioned, first started this, I had Kara Castronova on my show, and I had uh, Nina May on my show, who had footage of all that. She's a filmmaker. She had footage of that day. She was there. And she talked about some of the things that you saw on the news happening that was supposedly live that wasn't even happening. And she talked about recognizing people people uh, being uh, on their mark and kind of staging things. And, um, you know, we find out that the FBI was there. And uh, the the um, the whole thing was, was nothing more than what I call the American Rice Dog Fire. We had buses bringing in. Bailing them, Antifa and, and other agitators, um, to to create the optics that uh, the left needed, the fascist left needed to continue to destroy our country, to continue to put us, you know, at, at odds with each other, and you know the, the the whole mission is to continue that. And as you know, I'm, I'm not uh, telling you anything you don't know, probably here, but the. The whole, the whole mission is to just completely destabilize our country. And uh, they're cer- certainly doing a good job at that. So, you know, the I'm going to show another story here. The, let's see, sorry. The fabric of our society, you know, is Judeo-Christian value set, and it's been under attack for a long time. And I wanted to show you a story that I came across that has to do with the the more traditional, you know, everything that's traditional, everything that's paternal is under attack. Males are under, white males especially, but males are under attack. Um, paternal societies are, you know, taboo and are terrible and everything else. Uh, but don't you think we've swung too far the other way? I mean, don't you think that we've really swung to the point of, Everything's about the the self. Everything's about the individual. And there's no accountability. There's no standard. As Vera Sharab said in my documentary, Breaking the Oath, uh, which you can see, by the way, at redbloodedpatriots.com and americafirstproductions.com for free. But as Vera said, the only standard is no standard at all. And that is all being done on purpose so that we don't think about what's going on around us, and we we have to be awake to that, and we have to, you know, not uh, not tolerate that. And um, that's just something that we um, we can see, we have to recognize, and we have to fight. So, anyway, the story that I wanted to bring up was this story here, and this has to do with um, the 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 whole um, role of feminism and how it's really destroyed our culture in a way, and that is uh, this this article about a divorced, uh, childless 38-year-old woman who suddenly realizes that she's been betrayed by feminism, and I'm sure she's getting a lot of heat for actually saying this out loud, you know, but um, she said, um, uh, let's see, she posted in her story on Business Insider saying she wanted an urban career when young, but in her early 20s married her childhood sweetheart who wanted the simple traditional small town household with a wife focusing on it and on motherhood. And of course that caused conflict because you can't, God forbid that you, you actually want something like that. And, you know, because that is the, the absolute, uh, the absolute uh, signal of male, uh, whatever you want to call it, misogyny, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, so this caused conflict. They couldn't resolve it. They divorced. She said, we were young, foolish, and, uh, and sweet, thinking of our thinking our love would allow us to overcome our differences. We were also very wrong. After about a decade, they divorced, and then um, they entered a minimum commitment lifestyle. She did, with an older man. We took trips, drank nice, drank nice wine, and stayed out late, she wrote. Without the expectation of duties or a shared mortgage or a family, we simply enjoyed our time together. When we were apart, we did our own things. In other words, um, you know, this <laughs> this guy was basically just her sugar daddy who she used. And uh, that seems to be kind of the case. And the expectation for 
uh, a lot of folks these days. So they eventually broke up, right? She's in her late 30s, and now she realizes that she's beginning to yearn for a traditional lifestyle with marriage and her children. She said she hardly recognized herself. And after a Business Insider article, she posted a video displayed by Fox News in which she said um, her article prompted hundreds of comments, messages, emails, and texts from men who described her as selfish. And I would concur with that. Um all she wanted was to be entertained, and all she wanted to be was to be taken care of with absolutely no uh, return in emotional investment or commitment. And, folks, whatever you think, I firmly believe that this is why most men are saying hell no to marriage, because there really isn't much in it for them. And, uh, you know, there's, there's also those males out there that don't want to do anything themselves except serve themselves. And they're definitely part of the problem as well. And that's precisely what I think the traditional Judeo-Christian value set gave us, is the the establishment, the template, if you will, for a successful and happy life. And yes, I know, you know, there's plenty of nuclear families where um, they are, are not happy and divorce is probably the best option in some cases. But um, I, I do think that our culture is a large part of that and a large part of the reason why we can't succeed in relationships is because we don't have the right mindset. We don't have the right um, grounding to really succeed as a couple and what it takes and the hard work it takes because everybody is so self-absorbed. So I want to play just a, a little bit of this video here for you. For whatever, for reason, whatever reason, reason, this article, this article really resonated really with resonated people, people, but, but you know, when I wrote it, I was truly terrified. terrified. Like, I wrote I a lot wrote of that. A lot of that. It gets me choked up now. Choked up now. I wrote a lot of that article. Like, truly like, scared. Scared. Like, I really like, did I think, really like, think, like, wow, you've wow, missed your opportunity. Like, you like, are going to be alone. Be alone. You're not gonna have family, not like family, like it's. I was, I was really scared when I wrote that. When I wrote that, like that's exactly, like, that's exactly, how, exactly I felt. how I felt. And 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 when I got comments, I got comments um, after that, article, after was that published, article was published, like I said, there was like I said, hundreds of guys, hundreds of guys emailing me, emailing texting me, texting LinkedIn messaging, LinkedIn me, messaging me, commenting, on, commenting the post, on the post, saying, saying you're selfish, you missed out. Um, you know, you, you know, could have had all that. that. You you picked your career. career. I mean, calling I mean, me horrible things. Horrible things. <laughs> I mean, it was I awful. Mean, it was I awful. sat in bed reading these comments. These comments, and I was like, oh my god, god. oh my god. You know, you know, they're right. They're right. You know, and they're not they're totally not right. Totally right. <laughs> I don't think I'm a horrible, I'm selfish, horrible person selfish person for person for not wanting to have children in my twenties and twenties and and not wanting you know to have children during that marriage marriage. Um, um, but. But, but it did scare it did me because, because what they were, what they were, a lot of what they were saying, they were saying, they were like, they were you've like, been very selfish your whole life, your whole life, and that's what I heard that's over and over again, over again, and that's actually and that's the actually next thing that I wrote that, that I wrote that I think will be coming, think out, be coming out soon is, is I got all these got horrible, horrible comments, comments from, from men telling me I had missed my chance and that and that I, you know, you know. Was a stupid was feminist who was focused on myself, myself, which I thought was interesting. Thought was interesting. Like I said, I like don't I said, consider I myself a feminist at all, at all. But that it but did that get me thinking, and I did write an article that I think will come out soon about 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 the downfall of living a selfish, me-focused life. You know, and it does. I mean, for me, for me, it definitely started to feel hollow and meaningless, and and. You know, it's taken me to this point in my life to realize realize that that's not a life that's going to bring you happiness. I mean, and maybe it does for some people. I honestly have a hard time believing that. If I thought I would spend the rest of my life alone, if I didn't think that I would get married and have children, I would be devastated. So, so... I don't know. I don't know. It's, it is it's, such a it me, such a me focused, focused culture right culture now. Right now, it really is. It really and, is. And 
I just think a lot of us are missing out, missing out, you know, know? and, and I certainly have felt like that the last, the last, um, um, year and a half. And, and, and I'm just, I thank God that I realized it in time because I don't want to wake up at, you know, 60, 60 by myself and go, well, I had a lot of fun, fun, you know, you know, it's like, I want to wake up, wake up. Exactly. So that's, that's the. That's the real truth of it. And I think, you know, everybody, when they reach, I don't know, their 50s or whatever, they start thinking, they start looking back and uh, thinking, you know, what would I do differently or what could I do? The whole midlife crisis thing, right? But um, what she's saying is true for everybody. And it's not just women. There's, you know, there's this uh, sense of self-importance that, you know, kind of it really got, I think, much worse when we had social media come along. And, um that is undeniable when you look at the world today. Now, there are a lot of great people out there, and that's that's all fine and wonderful, but we definitely have this problem, you know, and we look, we are looking at uh, our screens all the time, and we're not interacting with people, and this is a problem for our country, and what do they want to do? What is, what is uh, the mission here? They want us to continue to be uh, dependent on technology, and even more so, and... Um, compartmentalize us and almost turn us into you know, duplicates of one another. It's kind of like if you watch the Star Trek, uh, the second Star Trek series, um, it's kind of like the Borg, right? It's kind of like, you know, we're one part of this collective and we're one part of this matrix, right? So it's, it's really, we find ourselves in an odd place. And that is because for the most part, uh, things are, things like this are being creeping into our society because we've become more godless and I really do believe that. I think that if you don't have, you know, higher a higher power to, uh, if you don't believe in a higher power, you start to worship the only person left, which is yourself, and um, that is a sad state of affairs. And that's where we find ourselves. So we'll be right back. News Network. All right, we're back. Still waiting for Jake Lang to call in, and I don't know if he's going to be able to. You know, it's kind of hard to. You know, I apologize because sometimes in the show here, there's all these there's these scheduling conflicts, and I had that happen earlier this week, and that's part of the problem with doing things live, and um, you know, just having people who run into things that they have to do or they have to reschedule, and sometimes that's just what happens. In this case, you know, Jake is in prison, obviously, so um, maybe having some difficulty calling in and. Um, Maybe that's done on purpose, most likely. But uh, I do have some other stories that I want to share with you, and we'll just do that, and we'll see what um, what happens here. But all right, so let's get to another one. Trump prosecutor Jack Smith busted in major extortion scheme. Former President Donald Trump has protested the appointment of Special Counsel Jack Smith from the very beginning, saying that Smith is corrupt and has a vendetta against him. On Monday, December 11th, Smith asked the U.S. Supreme Court to decide whether Donald Trump had immunity for the charges that had been filed by Smith. But this move by Smith comes just after an allegation against Smith himself has been filed. Smith was formerly employed at the International Court of Justice, and now the complaint against Smith is alleging that he was part of an extortion scheme while in that position. Let's go to the full story here. Uh, John uh, Moynihan filed a whistleblower complaint with the Department of Justice Inspector General's Office on November 28th, containing the allegations as well as circumstantial evidence that Jack Smith is uh, corrupt. Now, that's not a shock, is it? The former president has maintained that Smith is politically motivated in bringing charges against him and that the entire matter is part of the Democrat weaponized DOJ. John Francis Monahan is a former employee of the Drug Enforcement Administration and is an expert in the field of money laundering and financial crimes. In the opening paragraph of the complaint, Moynihan states his credentials. Uh, he says, I am currently a consultant to the DEA and other United States law enforcement agencies. I have 35 years experience investigating domestic and international money laundering cases in both criminal and civil matters. This is a guy we got to get on the Bidens. The, case, the cases I have worked uh, on involve complex domestic and international financial transactions 
and have resulted in indictments, plea agreements, criminal convictions, large-scale seizures of money, and settlements in the billions of dollars. I continue to assist the Department of Justice and the Treasury Department in money laundering and other cases, some of which are currently ongoing, all of which is to say that I am a recognized expert in the areas of money laundering and financial investigations. So, yeah, so in other words, uh, you know, he's a qualified individual who is uh, bringing, calling to attention the uh, extortion scheme that Jack Smith is uh, involved in or allegedly involved in. And uh, so that one will be interesting to watch and see what happens. Um, and certainly not a surprise, I think, to, to any of us. Uh, this one, <laughs> I think, is funny. Uh, in an unedited interview, a well-known TikToker with Tourette's syndrome continuously shouted at Chris Cuomo and flipped him off, calling him a, pardon the expression, fat ass. Cuomo couldn't contain his laughter. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to show this, and yes, uh, it's got the language in it. But uh, let's see. Much for coming on. on. And what do you hope you can do do by taking the risks that you take take so people can understand understand what you're dealing with? What you're dealing with. (laughs) I'm sorry. Do you mind repeating the question? question? Fuck off. Why do you what do you want people to learn? People to learn. Um, I want people to learn that Tourette's is neural is, is a neurological involuntary motor and vocal disorder fuck off fuck off fuck off um i don't take 24 7 and there's a lot of little baby memes fuck off fuck you chris there's a lot of things that people don't understand like people think people think that cussing is in is is with everyone who has Tourette syndrome but it's only in 10 percent of people with Tourette's and and how has it been has as it you've been, gotten you've more gotten famous? More do you believe famous? that you people believe are understanding better, or are they dopes like they me dopes who like think you're acting? Think you're acting. I say it's I say it's the same. The same. I think there's a lot more people that don't understand what Tourette's is, and they like to educate themselves more. So I get thousands of DMs from parents, from teachers, from. Girls, girls that girls have been that diagnosed have with Tourette's and they've and had to be kicked out of school, out of school for attention seeking because they rip up they rip up their homework or do things like that. I've had parents reach out to me asking me, "Oh, my son's coming home with a girlfriend and his girlfriend has Tourette syndrome." So, so. And then I also then get I also very get evil people evil that would comment and, and say, like, go like, fuck yourself, Chris. Chris Lick to bite me and blame up your ass. Put your own biscuit, fat ass. That have, that told, have me told me that my parents, parents deserve, deserve to die in a car accident, car accident because, because I'm faking, I'm my, faking my condition. Or people or have told me that, like, I've had to have the police at my house because people gave out my location and said they're going to come torch my house. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Clinically, clinically, people suck. People suck. And they're mean yeah. and they're yeah. stupid. And they try to make themselves feel better by going after others. And you are the antidote, my young friend. Because you have my kids. You have my kids repeating your lines so that it's almost become cool. And not because, you know, it's raunchy. It's because you're being real and you're living your truth. And they love it. They love the bravery of it. And so do I. And I love how you've changed your mission. You were at university. COVID was tough for you, tougher than for most, right? Really blew up your symptoms. And now you want to be a physical therapist because exercise helps you and you believe it's a way that you can help others. A personal trainer, right? Yes. So I go to the gym five days a week and I go to a workout class. Um, um, Splitting it throughout the week. Um, I love exercise. My boyfriend got me into it. Um, I've been doing it for about a year now. Um, I love it. It's my it's my release. Um, I obviously go to the gym and I wear headphones, and that's also a very big factor in how. Fuck off! Fuck Colin! Fuck that bitch! Um, that's also a really big like part in my journey was starting out with him. Him. 
Well, I love seeing him in the videos. You guys have a great bond. I love everything about your family, and I love the story you're telling the people who live in your truth. You're and done. My you're kids. Done. You're done. My God, you know what? I am done. I got to go to phone calls because they're blowing up with support for you. So I hope you can watch it at home and listen to everybody who wants to say great things to you. Balin Dupree, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. So first of all, I feel sorry for her and more empathy than sympathy. It's got to be really, really tough to deal with. But back when this country had a sense of humor, we could still at least laugh at the situation. And um, I think I laugh more because if there's anybody that deserves to be <laughs> to be treated like that, but it, by anybody, by everybody, it's him. And you notice how he says, well, my kids watch. Um, you know, I don't know how old his kids are, but I would question just letting them watch uh, <laughs> somebody that can't help but use that language and stuff if if they're young. Uh, so, yeah, so there's that. And um, I thought I'd bring that to you just to give you a little bit of a chuckle. But I'm going to take a break, and then we'll come back. And I'm going to guess that Jake is not going to be able to call. I apologize for that. That's what happens, especially when you're a political prisoner and uh, they don't want you to speak out. So I'm going to go to break, and then we'll come back. And I will tell you what the news is that we were going to share with you and um yeah we'll do that right after this have you ever wondered what it's like to be a january 6th political prisoner prisoner rotting away in horrible conditions conditions. january 6th patriots are subject to cruel and unusual punishment punishment every day day. and kept imprisoned for nearly three years without trial trial. these american heroes have to survive survive inhumane conditions conditions, where they lack basic food nutrients nutrients, clothing and hygiene Joe Biden's Joe corrupt Biden's Department corrupt of Justice, Justice and FBI Gestapo has been making, has been making sure the families sure of these brave patriots are suffering, are suffering as well. well. The breadwinner has been ripped been out, of the, out of the home, and these young and families young are being families extorted, extorted thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars a, year a year to keep up with commissary, with commissary costs for their J6 prisoner. prisoner. Many, families Many families have been completely, have been completely devastated, devastated, missed mortgage payments and kicked out of their homes, and even the family car repossessed. The ongoing the battle, battle these families face to stay afloat and support and their support loved ones, their in, loved prison ones in prison is in desperate need of our help. Our help. You can now sponsor a January 6th family to help support them in their greatest time of need. SponsorJ6.com is a new organization started by January 6th political prisoner for 965 days, Jake Lang, ensuring 100% of funds made go to Patriots Commissary account. By becoming a sponsor of a J6 family, you can ensure one of the nearly 200 currently incarcerated J6 prisoners is properly clothed and fed. Sign up today today to give the vital help these families need and make a real impact in the lives of our POWs. Head to SponsorJ6.com and support our Patriots. So that social media network that you just saw that ad for is actually uh, Jake Lang's social media platform that uh, is in its beginning stages. So you can check that out. Uh, All right. So I was mentioning that I'm going to share this news with you, and I'm going to do that. I just have to get to it. All right. So this is a message I got from Jake. Um, He has got a billionaire now who is... I'm not sure that I can say the name. I was hoping uh, Jake would be on to do that. But he's got, um, he basically was uh, talking to Jake, and he's got the, Jake has a January 6th legal fund, 
And uh, he said that if we can raise $250,000 by the end of this weekend, right, Sunday at midnight, uh, he would he would match it, and he would more than match it. He would he would uh, turn your $500 donation into a $1,500 donation. And this is a Christmas miracle in the sense that I was talking about, you know, the the expenses that uh, there are involved in actually defending yourself uh, with a quality attorney. I mean, we obviously have uh, the public defenders and stuff, but you and I both know that when you are uh, when you are being tried, you want your best defense especially when you are a political prisoner who's been thrown in jail because you believe in the Constitution and in fair elections. And we've seen these radical leftists, both the on the legal side from the prosecutor's standpoint, as well as the judges who legislate from the bench and seem to have forgotten what the Constitution is all about. And so this is huge news because... Your donation will will be used for the legal defense of the J6ers, and that is sorely needed. Those funds are sorely needed. So if you can go uh, to j6legal.org, j6legal, j number j the number six legal.org, that's a give send go, and we need to hit two hundred fifty thousand dollars to. Get these individuals back to their families and friends because it's been years now. And Jake is, for example, still sitting in prison with no trial. And that in itself is an affront to the Constitution of the United States. People are are supposed to get due process. They're supposed to get a speedy trial, right? And um, the thugs, the fascists, the globalists, uh, the communists, whatever you want to call them, that everything fits them. Uh, they're doing what they can to destroy people like you and me and uh, those people that, that were at the Capitol that day. And every one of us, by the way, says that if they're if they are on video and they're busting windows and they're you know they're doing something, by all means, by all means, they should be prosecuted. But they should be prosecuted to the extent that anybody else would be prosecuted shouldn't have their lives destroyed you know it's the same argument with we were making uh, I was making with the um, with the white police officers right I mean both white and black police officers should have been called to task for not getting George Floyd help and we agree with that and in this case the j6ers who actually did do something illegal they should be held to account but the you don't give somebody uh, you know, several years without having their side of the story told. And that is the whole purpose. And again, all you have to do is look at the situation from a common sense standpoint. Why would the left not want 40,000 hours of videotape and some rhinos and people that uh, you and I both really are disgusted with, like Liz Cheney? Why would they want that withheld? It's our video. They are accountable to us. And it's it's become more and more evident that as as uh, you watch hearings in Congress that um, they have it backwards. The way they react to somebody being stern with them is unexcusable. They are our servants, and you know that is that's something that obviously they've they've lost the understanding of, and they've a uh, large number of them really believe they'll the power go to their head. So anyway, the J6 uh, Legal Fund, j6legal.org, uh, I would love to have us reach that $250,000 target so that these political prisoners can have a, a Christmas uh, miracle and understand that we support them and understand that you know their legal their legal representation is going to be paid and. Um, I can't wait until President Trump is back in the White House to hold these people accountable for what they've done. And, uh, of course, the, the people on the left say, oh, well, he's going to be a dictator. And he did make a joke, joke about, you know, being a dictator for a day. But that's what it was. It was a joke. And, um, yeah, you know, it's called justice. It's not called revenge, people. It's called justice. 
And that is exactly what all of us on the MAGA side want to see, justice. We want to see justice within the law, however. And when it comes to each of these individuals, they're guilty to a, 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 an extent. So the Capitol Police officers, you know, the Capitol Police officer that shot Ashley Babbitt, the Capitol Police officer uh, that um, beat Roseanne Boylan, those those two, those two ought to be charged with murder. And um, you know the people who shot the flashbangs into the crowd, those people ought to be be uh, uh, charged with maybe secondary murder or uh, reckless uh, endangerment, manslaughter. I don't know, but you know what I'm saying is that we we tend to look at things from what the law says, and the other side tends to look at things again emotionally, and all of a sudden you're a convict and you're persecuted because you believe in our country and our Judeo-Christian values. So again, make a five. If you, I know you're not going to make a $500 donation, probably most of you can't. I couldn't. But the fact is that any donation you you can make, you're going to help and. Um, Help us do this by going to j6legal.org. Uh, so that I wanted to talk to, to Jake about that. Maybe we'll have him back on and and try to get uh, an interview with him off off the live channel, off the live show, and record it so I can bring it to you. That may be the better way to do it. So uh, be patient. We are, you know, we're not a network, and we're not um, we're not. It's it's just me, basically, is what I'm saying. So I'm doing my best to bring you great guests, and sometimes these things happen, and it's been kind of a rough week. But I appreciate you being here and appreciate you watching the show and um, your support for me and for other, uh, for other uh, content providers. It's greatly appreciated, much more than you know. So I do appreciate that. All right, let's uh, show you another story here. And this one has to do with an endorsement of President Trump. Uh, so as the Republican primary series approaches, the number of GOP officials in Washington endorsing former President Donald Trump is steadily increasing. But gee, that may be because he's doing so on the polls, huh? Uh, it is unsurprising that congressmen and senators who are facing challenging re-elections next year would align themselves with the former president, particularly in light of the recent revelation that he is ahead of President Joe Biden, resident Joe Biden, in all seven of our nation's crucial states. However, the attraction of Trump's influence, particularly among conservatives, has intensified despite a divided group of candidates that provided other options for those in power to comp- uh, contemplate. Uh, no, not really. I mean, we, we know what we need. We need to go back to our Judeo-Christian value set. We need to pay attention and follow the Constitution. Uh, you know, and here's a president who... You know, he provides a Middle East peace deal, and he brings us the best economy we've had in our history, who brings the minorities, minority groups, the lowest unemployment rate they've had, uh, some for the last 50 years, others in history. And, um, you know, he also, he also says, uh, what he does what he says when he protects the border and Look what we have there now. He also does what he says when he makes us energy independent, and he would have made us energy dominant. And uh, that, of course, has national security implications. He also filled up the oil reserve for the first time in a long time. Yet they disparage him, they attack him, and they deny everything that I just said. And uh, they do so because they have an agenda. Anyway, back to the endorsement. The endorsement is U.S. Senator Josh Hawley. He expressed his unwavering support for President Trump by offering him his entire and absolute endorsement. As he revealed in an interview with Politico on Tuesday, his comments expand upon earlier predictions that the former president's nomination for the main election was almost certain. I would say it is. President Trump doesn't need to worry. I'm with him. He's asked me several times to support him, and I said yes. And I've been saying for a year that I think he's going to be the nominee. Not only is he going to be the nominee, but he's going to be the president because we're all going to go vote, right? We're all going to go out there. We're not going to say, well, they're going to cheat anyway. If you don't vote, it's a certainty. So please go vote. President Trump doesn't need to worry. 
I'm with him. He asked me several times to support him. He said, yes, right. And um, that is the exact statement that the rest of the Republicans need to make. And uh, we need to we need to do some pretty bold things when President Trump is president again. We need to get rid of the three-letter agencies, the jackbooted thug agencies that have truly no authority, according to the Constitution. Yet they destroy people's lives at every turn. President Trump, Trump provided counsel to the newly elected Republican from Missouri, advising caution to both him and Senator Ted Cruz in their upcoming re-election contest next year. According to the uh, 538 recent general election polling in the state indicates that President Trump is ahead of President Biden by a margin of at least 15 points. I can't see how Biden has one point, to be honest with you. Um, these are the, those are the people that um, don't really even know what the hell is going on, and they just vote Democrat because they're emotional and they they believe that uh, they believe the rhetoric that the Democrats are for the little guy, which is absolute BS. January 6, 2021, during the Capitol riots, Senator Hawley gained admiration from conservatives for his gesture of raising his fist in support of the demonstrators. However, this action also made him the subject of investigation by a Congressional Select Committee looking into the violence that occurred that day. Well, the violence was on the part of the Capitol Police. 100% on the part of the Capitol Police. Violence, you know, when you use the word violence, it's uh, it's it's misleading because breaking a window is not violent. It is property damage, <laughs> right? It's not violence against an individual, um, in my opinion, just my opinion. He, is, uh, he has championed several conservative causes that resonate with the American people, such as advocating for the exclusion of gender talks in elementary schools and advocating for the elimination of corporate contributions in elections. Amen. So, you know, they, they, they investigate him, but they don't investigate Zuckerberg's, you know, millions of dollars into the campaign, right? They don't investigate... The, the fact that the election was stolen and the, the fact that we know that and we have the data to prove it. Uh, and this is where our rhinos have basically laid down and given up in, for, for the large part. There's only a few that I would um, really say are doing what they're sent to do. And that is the truth in both the House and Senate. And uh, that's unfortunate. All right, so that's the show for today. Thank you so much. Uh, We will be back again Monday. Take it easy and God bless you. Hey, Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. Wagner. Let's face it, it's getting harder and harder to make ends meet. meet. It's only going to get worse. This inflation is going to continue. As a matter of fact, our dollar is in jeopardy of even existing with the crazies that want to go to the digital currency to control us all. You can go to com slash the Patriot Review, get all kinds of free, great information, and invest in gold and silver for your future. Future. 